Hi everyone and welcome to the Knowledge Panel episode six and this is what is your migration checklist? Once again, I've got a fantastic group of uh, people with us. And uh, so I've got Devdu, uh, David, and uh, Miracle, and Chris. So, hi, guys. Um, can you all introduce yourself? David, uh, Chris, do you want to go first? Yeah, hi. Um, cheers, Dixon. I'm Chris Green. I'm head of marketing innovation at Footprint Digital. I'm an SEO of 12, 13 years, there or thereabouts. Migrate a few websites in my time. It's a subject I quite like. Um, I still have hair as well, which is quite a good combo because it's kind of a stressful experience, <laughs> not a wig. Um, I, no, I, I, I like it. I, I, so I don't like migration. So, uh, so I'm, I'm here and going to take take my feedback from from, from you. I, I seem to mess up every single one as I possibly can. <laughs> I'm not saying that all of mine are successful, but the, the vast majority are. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Deb. Did you want to say hi? Who are you? Where? You, who are you working for? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Debdut Kumar Mandal. So I'm head of technical at Promise.io. So I've been working in the industry over 15 years. So I basically look after a small team. So doing basically site audit migration, landing page optimization, CRO, conversion data optimization. Also, I have done a few PPC campaign. So mainly uh, like a lead gen uh, aspects. Also, I've been working on uh, international SEO and strategy. Yes, that is pretty much me. Okay. I promise you we won't be talking about PPC today. We're somewhat <laughs> off that subject. Miracle, and welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself and where where are you coming from? So I'm I'm ha like I'm so glad to be here because I'm the youngest person here. <laughs> we we like a broad church. I'm I'm definitely the oldest. I'm guessing, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I was working to place it in a flat. I've been working in the industry for ten years and everyone's like young, so it's it's good to be. <laughs> Oh, well, it's good to see an old person. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, uh, the compliment is 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 great. Today, uh, yeah, so, yeah, America. Who are you working um, with? Head of SEO at Erudite, and I've been in the industry for ten years, and I've always been agency side, so done so many migrations across so many different industries. So, yeah, excellent, guys. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Uh, we're gonna. It's going to take about forty-five minutes for anybody that's in the audience. Um, if you're in the audience, uh, it's getting live streamed on all sorts of different places. So, um, Facebook, um, Twitter. Uh, um, YouTube, uh, and who knows, we may have some others as well. Uh, it, this is all being sponsored by uh, Inlinks, um, which is my uh, my company. So I won't say too much about Inlinks, but um, obviously, if you want to try Inlinks, obviously, please go and try Inlinks.net, uh, and uh, it's a really cool SEO tool. Um, but uh, but but we're going to just jump right in. But before we do, I just want uh, to introduce David, my producer, and make sure I have missed any important bits and pieces for the uh, for, for Q&As and how do they do that sort of thing, David? No, not at all. Yeah, if you're watching live on YouTube, on Facebook, um, on Twitter, then please, um, any questions that you ask or any comments that you make, we'll try to incorporate as part of the discussion. And of course, this is also available as a podcast, so this episode will be produced and um, available as an audio podcast in the next day or so. Um, we'll, we are available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, a few other places as well. But of course, catch the next episode live as well, um, and we'll tell you when that is at the end of the show. 
Uh, and if you ever need to find us, you can find us at theknowledgepanel.com and that bounces to wherever we think the coolest place for you to be is at any particular time. So not to scare you by being on uh, on Spotify, YouTube and uh, and everything, um, but uh, I, I want to dive in then, guys, and, and say, right, okay, migration checklist. Just in case people can't go for the whole 45 minutes and they just want to grab their first thing, what I want to start with, and I'll go with you last, Deb, because I didn't pre-warn you of this one. What's the one thing, the one common mistake that people are making or the one thing that you want somebody to take away to not mess up when they're going through a migration? So, Chris, do you want to go first? Oh, so the one thing, I think the root of all problems in a migration is not setting expectations, not managing the stakeholders right at the start and it's not a technical thing that's that's a people thing but the fundamental problem is people march into migration we'll, we'll come and talk about migrations come in different shapes and sizes and different complexities um but if you haven't had a chance to size the problem and actually work out well where do we need to be worried what are we going to lose what are we going to gain what's what's in stake and you haven't then notified everyone you can't plan you can't change you can't budget or scope so i think actually my biggest migration checklist is not a technical seo one at all it's probably more of a project management one just work out what the hell it is you're actually doing and then make sure everyone agrees that the vision of what good is the same across the board um and if someone can work out how to do that well let me know <laughs> <laughs> quite a challenge excellent okay miracle do you want to go for go for one yeah i'll go i think just as chris has said it's just managing expectations but i'll put it in this way people don't realize that whenever you migrate a site you're forcing google to reevaluate that site and so they just think well there'll be a slight wobble after the migration and if you do your redirects right however if you're changing the content if you're you know scaling down or scaling up google is going to reevaluate the authority the, and so lots of things can change and a lot of people don't think about that and don't put that into consideration Okay, and of course, then they blame the SEO at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's clearly, clearly the SEO fault. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you want to go for? So, yes, from my perspective, so I would say, as Chris said, like expectation and depends on like uh, what is your migration look like. Is it you are going to change the domain? Is it you are going to change your like, you know, there is a content? Is it going to change the UX? So for my experience, so when we are doing a, you know, the migration for new domains, so we had a really a bad experience and a stakeholder wasn't sure about that. And it came to a kind of like a performance aspect. So yes, we made a like a new domain. So what would be the performance look like? Will we get all the existing value to the new domain? Will we get like all the conversion is coming through to a new domain? So that is kind of the experience I had. So I think it's more about like, you know, the stakeholder expectation and also like the fundamental consideration and facts need to be considered before putting into the migration phase. So do you think there's a very common thing then, guys, that, that you know, people start by saying, oh, let's just do this. And they think that it's a small problem. Uh, and then it then it turns out to be a massive problem for other people in the organization. Is that, is that you're saying that's a really common problem, all of you, it seems? I think the, the oh, sorry, biggest on. problem is it just comes in too late. So, oh, we're launching in a week. Someone goes, oh, are we going to do better in Google after this? It is the casual question. It's if you're unlucky, you don't have an SEO stakeholder in the room. Um, <laughs> I, I like America uh, agency side for the vast majority of my career. I'm usually the one that gets the 11th hour phone call saying, we're going to do this next week. Is it a good idea? Um, the answer is almost always no. Um, but there are versions of we can help get it right. But 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't yeah. see many migrations that I'm there literally at project inception. They're always the most successful. So what? What? So you know, there's all sorts of different uh, migration can start can start in, in in different forms, and I think you know, uh, to, to at least a couple of you mentioned it. You know that you know it can be um, changing the domain, it can be changing CMS, changing URL structure. You know, I'm th we're back at, at Inlinks. We're um, we're about to change our email servers from IMAP to Exchange. I won't go too much into that today, except I'll take any tips that you guys have got if you've got any on that one, which is, you know, hopefully not going to mess up the, the, the website. But uh, let's let's take a, a common one then. Uh, and I'm going to start with this one because, A, I think it's probably the easiest um, type of migration, but also the most common one. Now, we've got got mobile because mobile is like everybody needs an AMP site or not need an AMP site. I don't know. We can discuss it. But more common than that is um, HTTP and HTTPS. So I think I think it's pretty um, pretty well agreed that it, for every SEO that, you know, if your website is HTTPS now, it's going to be a significant improvement on HTTP. So everybody has that if they haven't done it already. Um, is that easy? Does that ever go wrong? Um, or is that just literally one line of code in your HD access until you realize you're on a Windows server and you need something else? <laughs> Anyone want to jump in? Go on then. Um, I, I mean, how do I answer this without saying it depends? I mean, you kind of. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's my pet hate, by the way. Oh, but yeah, I get yeah, that you yeah. guys have to, but I'm going to have to say I hate Well, I, I mean, you've touched upon it in the answer in that it's it's one line of the HC access unless you're a Windows server or unless it's Nginx or, uh, it, you know, the content management system. I think, let me phrase it another way. For the vast majority of content management systems that haven't been butchered, um, the change should be relatively straightforward. Um, however, it's never as simple as a one-line or two-line code change um, because if you really want to clear up any kind of baggage, any non-standard or non-standard, non-secure URLs, you've got to do a little bit of digging and unearthing. And I think, you know, scraping the website, finding the, the location of the links, having someone that's willing to go through the database for you and do the similar, those kind of points always take the time. But the fundamental, the fundamentally, should be quick and easy. I, I haven't seen many people out there who have a genuine reason not to. Um, but most of the time, it's cantankerous old CMSs or servers that they just can't or won't touch, um, yeah. and they have a far bigger problem than not being on HTTPS by that point. Yeah, yeah. I found that. Um... I was surprised to see, uh, we had the other day, I, I, I managed to crash my blog um, on the Index WordPress blog. Uh, and uh, it, well, I managed to crash the whole site. Uh, so sorry to my business partners and stuff. Um, and, uh, and in the end, I had to get rid of a, some, a bunch of plugins. That seemed to be the, uh, the thing that was causing oh, WinLinks isn't, isn't um, WordPress driven, but the blog is, uh, and getting rid of some plugins. And so I, in the process, then uh, wrecked whatever I'd got for um, generating HTTPS by default. And I was surprised that there wasn't a button in Yoast that just press that button and every page will be um, HTTPS, because I could find another plugin that I could put down. But in the end, I went back and just uh, we did it in HT Access. I mean, I, I guess you'd all agree um, that if you can do it in HT Access, that would be the, the the thing to do. Or is that not something that you'd like for like to go for i think for us because as an agency we're not looking we always have to go through dev and so we're not like directly you know have access to the cms so we'll usually advise them to go through the hd access file because they it's 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 really difficult though because they want you to provide them 
like when the dev has done something and they feel they've done their job, they they wanted to provide them the whole walkthrough. If mm. you come to them and say, well, this has gone wrong and we feel you should do it this way, they wanted to provide them the whole walkthrough. But as an agency, coming from agency, because you don't have the full access to the client CMS, mm -hmm. you can't go poking around. But I'll say every time we've worked with a site like WordPress, it's never been as easy as just changing the ATSS file. Sometimes you actually need to go and check everything on the page to find out what's that non-secure item that's been pulled onto the page. Usually it's like an image or a plugin that someone's forgotten about that has been installed on the site like 2000 years ago three managers mm -hmm. ago and yeah that's usually the cockpit well, what uh, did you go on David? <laughs> so yes it's that same like you know that as we working in agency the my experience so uh it was basically uh, like uh, you know they're very hard to change the like uh, you know from their dev agency they don't want to give us access so we need to go through a bit more comprehensive kind of a documentation process look this mm -hmm. is something wrong here take the screenshot put into the spreadsheet or put into the word file and share with them and then there's something you know they're coming back to us yes it has been fixed and i i feel like uh, you know the most of the challenge is basically you know the dealing with the dev agency when you are working on the agency but it's not it is very straightforward in terms of the technology wise in terms of basically fixing process but it is not the reality it takes times and also yeah. there are a lot of back and forth is going forward when it's coming to like a small small things and also they don't prioritize these things is impact on seo so my experience now, like for example, I'm I'm dealing one of the pharmaceutical company, and uh, small small thing changing it takes about a few months. It's not happened. Also, we give them kind of a lot of screenshot like explanation why we need it, even kind of the priority. Okay, you need to fix this one, then you will get this benefit. Also, last few months it's, it's not happening. So yeah, that is the reality. I would say. Yeah, the pharma industry, yeah, a whole different thing because of the regulations in there. I'm sure you're finding out right now. Yes, I understand. Uh, well, what about this then? I mean, have you guys then thrown two um, two different um, suggestions at me then? Because um, we've taken, let's say you've you've got HD. If you're going to if you're going to make a migration, should you do it once? Um, and do it properly, or should you do it in bit by bit by bit by bit? And uh, let me explain what I mean by that. So let's say that you're going to change um, your domain name, and since you're going to change your domain name from, you know, you've got you've you've managed to buy the domain without the hyphen in it, um, and so you want to change it to, to to just that. But in the process, you're also going to change from dub 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 to non dub dub dub. You're going to go from HTTP to HTTPS only, um, and you're you know potentially. Uh, change server at the same time. Um, is that good or is that a disaster error? And the reason I ask is because we started with the question of, with the suggestion that it's taking the people with you that's the most difficult takeaway. And surely that's going to be really hard if you're going to have to do five migrations mm -hmm. really in five different phases. So I'm yeah. purposely making a difficult question for you. <laughs> um, who wants to go for it first? Would you go all at once or just do it in bit by bit by bit? It depends on how far back the site is. Because I have. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. Every answer. Yeah, I have uh, um, been working with some, a client that is on MDOT. Now they want to, I mean, it's yeah. 2020, but 
this is where we are. Do you understand? And now mobile first indexing's come. Everyone's panicking. It's going to have by you know mobile only indexing now, not even mobile first. It's going to be here, you know, by March, and everyone's panicking. So they want to do that. They want to upgrade the server. You know, we've run out of time. We just have to do everything together. So it, that's why I say it depends. It depends on like if you're coming. If if a site is like doing well visibly, everything you just need to, I guess. They just rebranding and so they want to make all those changes then i'll say you can do it step by step but if a site is in a hurry because you know there's an algorithm change coming on then hey guys we have to get a move on it just depends you know and then it depends on the risk the company is willing to take i've seen a site being taken over and now they have like 20 domains to migrate because it's an international site and they're like well there's so much to lose can we do five first in that big mm. i have actually seen i think uh, uh i saw a, a video by john muller where he said you know he will advise you to do one so you measure the impact it's yeah, just it just well. a, yeah it depends on what risk the agency is prepared <laughs> the site owner is prepared to take it's not just the risk though is it it's the uh it's the I don't know. It's the, it's it's the marathon, not a sprint kind of thing. Mm. Because every single one of those, you're if you're going to try and take the people with you, you're going to need to tell people, right, we're going to be doing this next Friday, this next Friday. We've got to do this on Thursday because we need a day in case it all goes wrong. You guys are all going to have to press a button on your, you know, whatever it may be. So it's it, it's that marathon thing um, versus versus the sprint. Um, and, but I think mobile is a is a very good example, especially MDI. It's a really good example of a lot of people mm. in that position where they had a mobile version of the site, and uh, and presumably I, I recommend I, I assume you'd all recommend everybody that they should have one URL and a responsive site, uh, <laughs> and that's how it should be, and that's how it always should have been. Uh, but um, but yeah, well, let's you know. What are the main things with with mobile? You know, changing that URL structure, or basically changing the subdomain to a to a, a URL structure. What are the problems? What are the problems that people are going to see? I would say basically, I would definitely make a priority, and I will go through a kind of a phase by phase. So, what are the top priorities? So, what are the different uh, like a subdomain or domains or inversion the site has, or how many sites would you need to migrate? And what are the main, you know, the expectation from the stakeholders? So what they're expecting from the migration. So I would basically go through different stakeholders first and make the priorities. What need to be done as a priority? Let's say they're running an e-commerce platform. So then I would say basically yes, uh, we we need to basically you know the migrate the main like a product pages. Then we have to go through a shopping cart. Let's go through basically a top landing page, top performance, like, you know, this coming through the pages. So I would go through and prefer like a phase by phase. I know like we should be doing basically in a one go. So make sure we can get the maximum visibility and maximum benefits from the old side or the new domains, what we are going to basically migrate. So I would prefer like, you know, the phase by phase. Okay. Okay. Chris, you're a phase by phase guy or all at once? Um, if it was my money, I'm a phase by phase guy. Um, and that's the take. I mean, I think the, the point about bringing everyone with you is so critical. You've got to take the temperature in the room when you're having that conversation. If people are being dragged to the table under duress because they don't want to touch it, you know, the IT director is happy with what he's got. He likes his old Windows server. Thank you very much. Um, but you have the opportunity to make the change, then you've got to do it and you've got to make sure you get it right. Um, but I think that phased iterative approach is so key. I think coming back to the MDOT example, you know, MDOT's a pain anyway, but you, you're making the assumption that you're not, you, your two versions of your site are, are comparable. 
that you have parity mm-hmm. that when you merge them the merging will work and it's and that's that's a dangerous assumption and it's if you want to make a more reasoned um kind of investigation down that route you would iterate that you wouldn't just do it in one one go but i i i think i would like to have the time but you never do in my experience yeah. the stakeholders are always like gun it do it now um i think i think i think with m dot and i'm not probably as technical as as you guys so you know you can you can shoot me but most m dots started see i'm an old guy and we used to uh <laughs> when, when, when somebody says oh i need a mobile version we went to some some dodgy software that created a mobile version of of of, of a uh, of a site and created an m dot so it was completely hosted on somebody else's service anyway um this was a long time ago a long Not time quite ago. Well, but uh no, uh, but uh, but but the the point remains though. If you're going to go back from an M, M dot to to a single URL, then before you can do any of that, you've got to make the main site, the main URL structure, to be responsive. Mm-hmm. And then theoretically, you're not actually moving anything. You're just through running all the old URLs or M dot URLs onto the new new URLs. I would assume, or possibly if you're really lucky, you know, um, doing that at the DNS level. But uh, but. Um, 301 in the URLs or, or 301 at the whole domain level is probably the last job, and that's the easiest job if you've got everything else right in that process. Okay. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, largely. Yeah. I, I, I'd say it's again, it's, if there's parity of content problems, I think if you've got two sites that have become somehow dislocated, um, yeah. that becomes fun. Because if the mobile site is slightly has a different content proposition, it's I mean, bring merging them back in is is pretty much just resolving them back to the main site. But do you need to bring any of this content across? Do you need to factor in any new internal linking? Yeah. Um, they're the trickier ones to answer. And I think the the way that I've usually done it is side by side crawl desktop versus mobile. We'll look at the key pages. What are the stats at a page by page level? How okay. similar? If they're close enough, then that's fine. If you're noticing massive differences, then there may be a gremlin in the system that you've got to work out first yeah and a common problem sorry anyone want to jump in there sorry yeah i was just going to agree with chris because most of the time if people are still on that i'll say old technology it's because they haven't bothered to optimize the desktop sites for mobile ux so you have to fix there will be that ux issues where content will differ and you need to resolve how you're going to display that first on on desktop and what content you're going to carry across what you're leaving behind and all of those issues first before you now start mapping out you know your redirects and things so and 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 I guess if you've got an e-commerce site, don't try and change all your URLs two weeks before Christmas. You know, if you're uh, that's, uh, that's not a good idea. Not in January when you're on your off season. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Google's going to mess us up two weeks before Christmas anyway. They do every year. Um, okay, what about a much more complicated thing? Um, uh, changing a CMS. I mean, surely that's a much more complicated problem than um changing changing from one url structure to another so it's even more complicated than changing your domain name um i would guess so why why on earth would businesses do that in the first place <laughs> not very good at seeing into the future is the problem i think you, uh, yeah when i got my first website um it was on front page 98 i'm sorry i didn't have wordpress to play with or uh, <laughs> or javascript even so uh some of these things are very very old um so so, so basically you know you're saying that, that well so cms is the problem is that cms is developed don't they so yeah. at some point they the one that you shows doesn't doesn't stand to the test of time really mm. So, uh, but what are the major problems with that 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 process? You know, changing the CMS. What's on mm. your checklist? 
Sorry. It wasn't meant to be a test. Sorry. <laughs> I think we're all being polite, aren't we? <laughs> oh, no, I think you can swear about anything. That's all right. You can, you know, I mean, what what, what are the CMSs then? Let's do it the other way around. What are the CMSs you should run from like Billio right now? Well, it, just, it depends, doesn't it? It just depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to do if you're trying to, to – because – I guess most CMSs have evolved over the years. They used to be the run from Shopify, but Shopify mm. Plus has evolved and they found a way to put Robux text file. They've even found a way to make subfolders. I, I discovered that they announced them that in June. So that's uh, you used to have to create a subdomain. So that's, it, it just depends on what your needs are, what you're trying to do. So before Magento, people used to be like, no, Magento, no, or Kentico. But I have a client that's migrating to headless now because they have so many sites and you can just pull what you need because of speed. So I wouldn't say any CMS in particular to run from, although I have to say Drupal hasn't really. <laughs> yeah, this was. Uh... I made lift and bounds, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. Drupal was uh, when I was first going. I'm um, going back. Uh, you, 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 you may have been born miracle, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. But I remember the first time when, when, when we decided to move to a CMS full stop. You know, so I was back in the days of HTML, uh, and uh, and um, our agency that I had then, um, we had a, an argument. I'll say discussion. But it was an argument at the time. I wanted to go WordPress, and uh, my CTO, who knew a lot more uh, about things, um, told me to go Drupal for our own site. And uh, God, the learning curve on Drupal compared to, to, to WordPress was 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 huge, really. Um, and uh, and over the years, uh, I think you know now that's what sixty percent, fifty eight percent, sixty percent of all websites are in WordPress. Is that right? I don't know. It's uh, it's a big it number. It is. I mean, I know, I know that doesn't cover all your bases, and it's not good for everything. But it does. There's so many people using it that I know you've got to have a reason to go away from WordPress. I'd say now. Yeah, I think most of the time devs will say, "Well, well security issues." So if you're a large enterprise, you're probably not going to choose WordPress yeah. because yeah. they always bang on about security issues and. I and guess I did, that's what and I did bring down the whole website because we put uh, put the we uh, the the blog on a subdirectory. So yes, yes, I can see that that is a point. <laughs> but but most of those security issues are okay. The plugins that you put in, yep. and uh, X uh, RPC XML or something. What it I don't know if that's what it's called, but basically it's a sort of two way talking with WordPress.org. Um, and if you switch, you can you can you can tie down WordPress pretty quick. I think um, yeah, if you right, go right. through a, a, a checklist. Oh. Absolutely. I think the, the thing with CMS is now that a lot of them are so easy to port between that you can kind of, you don't have to be tied in. I think the biggest, in my career, the biggest red flags are always, you know, not owning the, the rights to your code base or you're getting something that is, you know, tied to a, a particular vendor or agency. And don't get me wrong, some people do do a good job in that space, but I've picked up so many sites that have ended badly on that. And you've had a website that's got 12 months into its life and it's, it's being put it's being replatformed just because of the relationship that's broken down rather not because the platform's not right and that's the most expensive way to find out your procurement process was weak ever um uh, you know you can go between cms i mean it's, it's content migration piece at the end of the day and it depends how complex mm -hmm. your site is but assuming that you know you you host content and that's as complex as it is then moving between cms shouldn't be a problem it's when you have yeah. a crm and an ecom and maybe a forum and all of the members area and all of the other stuff. That's when, um, yeah, you kind of need to be working out what does your next five years look like when you're 
buying the next months or the next year's worth. Yeah. And of course, WordPress is open source, isn't it? So no problem there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just agree with Chris because I was going to say, I was like, oh, maybe there's, there's something more tricky that I haven't experienced because I would say for me, I would say CMS migrations are not that tricky. It's it's always gone smoothly for me. The only time I found it tricky is, is when the relationship's broken down and I've uh, seen so many bad things where you have to hire a developer by night to clone the site where the other developers asleep. It, it, it's, it's always when the relationship's broken down or custom CMS is where just to even update the page title, you have to send a quote, pay, and the, the site owner has no control whatsoever. And that's when you see CMS migrations go bad just because the code is not in your control. Apart from that, they're usually pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think like this, changing CMS is technology-wise, is you know, is not that complex. We can move over whether it is a complex or you know, site or simply site. It's more about kind of the stakeholder mindset. For example, so we are basically, you know, that we tried a number of times with, you know, the, our clients to change the CMS and they had a like a relationship like uh, with Cognizant, you know, the PCS, you know, Accenture, so they don't want to change the CMS. They have a such kind of the long-term commitment and the SLA is placed in such a way you cannot move around, even though we are impacting by, you know, the algorithm change or, you know, updating the content. However, what I have noticed, you know, the, since past like a few, uh, like a months, and I would say since last year, a lot of like a companies moving to the, you know, is a WordPress website. It's easy to, you know, the implement, easy to fix, and, you know, the lot of tutorials in the market. And, you know, people are getting into uh, like WordPress website. But also, if you think about like, uh, you know, the security perspective, you know, it's really tricky. The number of sites has been hacked, you know, the, uh, like, you know, in the internet. And it's very easy to like identify what are the main issues. Number of times I've seen is more about like a plugin issue. So we are using a lot of free plugins and that causing issue. And, you know, the number of setup in the back end of the WordPress site. So if you don't, you know, the tick or untick, it does easily people can come and hack the website. And it's like, you know, that some people have really, you know, the bad experience about WordPress. And if you if you talk about Shopify, you know, the, I had a really bad experience with Shopify. I know it's a great platform and there's a lot of people using, but we try to change like and customize few things in terms of like, the, you know, checkout process. We want to make checkout process much more simpler. For example, there is a, you know, the card drawer. We want to, you know, the customize that card drawer section, make it more, more like, you know, the, optimize that version so we can get customer very easily into our shopping cart. So we, I had a really, you know, the bad experience on, you know, there with number of clients. I would say basically the changing CMS is basically a big process and the stakeholder mindset of whether they want to change or not. So that is basically, you know, the from my side. Maybe there's a, a really good business opportunity for, well, possibly someone in this room or someone listening then that, you know, maybe maybe what we need is um, a WordPress pen, plugin pen testing kite mark, something that, something that, you know, the plugin makers can go to and say, here, try and check this for security and check it out and stuff. And, 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 uh, and then you've got a kite mark that says, yeah, this one is past all the things as long as you you know, don't put in a silly password or do this or do that, then you're going to be fairly safe, um, you know. I don't think there's a business out there that does that. I think that would be a great thing to have, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. Even like one of other things I would say, you know, a lot of people is going to theme forest, the one of the marketplace. You can go and buy anything. 
and that that thing has a like a number of function and feature people don't need it the way it's been built that team they build basically a multi-purpose team and you don't need some of the function feature and that causing an issue even the side speed is the one mm-hmm. of the basically side i set up it takes about like a 10 to 15 like you know second to load the you know the site they have a simple few pages it's not like a complex or like a huge content or huge site but it takes a lot of time it depends how you are setting up and also if you use like a dv theme i try with the dv theme and it works really fine it's much more easier you can customize it depends even like what kind of the site it is okay Sorry, do you want to jump in there? No, I just I just wanted to ask a question and say how long, what does it take? um, How many meetings do you do you have? Because I find in my experience, we have more meetings about site um, CMS migrations. So if you're doing a CMS migration, tend to have more meetings with stakeholders than if you're migrating a domain. And I just wanted to find out if that was the same for everyone, because they seem to think that the CMS migrations is this you know, massive deal. But when you're changing a domain, I'm just, ah, so yeah, just do, do the SEO redirects and everything should be fine. But it's just, just an interesting... I don't, I don't change too many because I'm... <laughs> what, do we, what do you reckon? Do you guys find that? I think it's mainly because the, the team that has to make a CMS migration move is a lot bigger. Um, and I find in that process, the fewer people that you can involve that actually need to obviously involve the key people, but only involve the people that actually need involvement. So if you can make it seem like a quick and simple process or make it a quick and simple process and then tell them when you're done. Um, I think the problem with a CMS migration is you you tend to have about 10 more people that want to be in on those meetings and that that has a uh, habit of spinning it out. I mean, they're, they're, I think in some senses it impacts more people. Um but if the if the um, domain name shift goes wrong, then obviously, yeah, that will kind of devastate them all eventually. It just takes longer to trickle down to some of them, I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's 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 difficult, isn't it? I mean, that the domain the the domain change does sound like it's just a DNS thing, uh, but uh, I mean, for me, I'm much more scared of the concept of a, a CMS change because a bit from from the from the. Uh, I don't know, from the non-techy side of things, I suppose, relatively speaking, in that uh, in that for me, a CMS change is not just about the um, the CMS change; it's about the relearning of a new CMS. You know, trying to learn Drupal instead of WordPress, or you know, or Magento instead of Shopify, or whatever it may be. There's a whole new learning process in there that um, perhaps as techies we don't really pay much attention to, but as as users, you know. Just knowing how to do a refund is probably a little learning curve for everybody that's that's trying to use the system. So there is that. I, I would say basically it's, a, it's a my experience that most of the people is really basically scared about changing the CMS. They feel it's like, you know, the, it is really a big task. It's a big job and it can, you know, the break my website. And I don't know what will happen to my website after, you know, the migrating the CMS. And also it takes like, you know, the, uh, like a lot of times to convince them to change the CMS. I try, especially one of our clients, like, yes, this CMS was basically a very older version of one of the Microsoft, like, you know, the .NET platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, changing the whole CMS, it takes about like a go to like a one stakeholder to another. So it took about, still is keep going on, but still it didn't happen. It's a one year. So one of our, you know, the, is a, like a client. So I would say like, uh, is it really you know, the scary for our stakeholder? They want to change it. 
But technology-wise, I think like, yes, uh, there are a lot of new technology coming into the market. There are a lot of flexibility into the CMS. Every CMS provider is making much more simpler version, making a lot of robust system that is more, you know, the digital friendly, SEO friendly. And we need to just convince them, look, guys, this is the new thing is coming on. Like you can do a lot of automate, automated things from your back end. So that is the way basically we keep trying to change CMS. I think that is basically I would say. Okay. I'm glad you guys think CMS changes are easy because <laughs> I think it's just a nightmare. Uh, okay, let's go for another nightmare then. Uh, and, and I think it's a it's the last one we're probably going to have time for because we're already uh, 20, uh, 40 minutes in. Um, uh, what about changing your web server? I mean, is that a whole different thing for SEO or is that a, a, is that important for SEO to get involved with? Because as, as the world moves to, um, you know, into, into recession, depression, whatever, 2021, there's going to be a fair few people going bust. And if it happens to be your web hosting company, that's going to be a bit of a problem. So maybe our disaster recovery plans should be able to cope with that. Um, but does, does moving servers have to affect SEO? Well, no, is the short answer. I mean, uh, broadly speaking, a, a server migration should be better because it gives you the opportunity to, while we're at it, we can finally upgrade all of the technology. You can have the most up-to-date version of PHP or you can do whatever it is down that that road. Um, usually, though, I find I find out about the server migration when I start finding that redirects we implemented a year ago now aren't in place anymore. Um, or I had one I was using a market visibility tool piece of software and we i was tracking the old domain and all of a sudden i noticed the old domain starts ranking again i'm like there's only one reason why that would happen and oh the the uh, hosting company deleted the old hd access file and put in a box fresh one instead and we only noticed when the old domain started ranking again two weeks later and it's um that's usually when we hear about so, them. So that sounds like it is a depends, really. <laughs> you know, maybe I the did, server does. Is, is, I didn't is, say it depends. <laughs> no, I know you didn't. No, you're very good at saying not saying it depends, but uh, saying 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 in theory it doesn't. That it shouldn't make a difference. Uh, I think you know there's clearly some checklists for SEOs that. It Absolutely. would be helpful if the developer knew what was or the, whoever was changing it, the systems administrator knew what the uh, pitfalls were for SEO um, uh, a, a, along that way as well. Obviously, the speed of the server. And one of my pet hates is shared hosting um, as uh, giving a whole load of uh, question marks for, for, for SEOs when, you, when you're on shared hosting and you've got a site with, you know, especially if you're going to move from a dedicated host to a shared host, I don't know why you do that. You're maybe, well, maybe you're contracting. Maybe you're contracting because of the recession. So it's possible, I suppose. Or the FD decides that they don't want to pay for the um, dedicated hosting anymore, so you're moving yeah. to a shared box. Yeah, because obviously that's going to make you less money. Yeah, Run uh, more money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, okay, um, anyone else want to uh, jump in or disagree with Chris on the uh, on the the uh, changing your apps, your your server, migrating your server? So I would say, no, I just agree with, you know, the Chris, uh, I think there's no, you know, the huge impact on, uh, you know, the SEO, you know, the perspective. So I would say like, yes, there are a lot of share hosting, a lot of dedicated VFS, VPS, uh, 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 you know, the hosting. So people are basically using. Also, if you can look into last few, uh, like years, AWS coming into the market, they're providing really, you know, the good VPS server, a lot of people using. Azure is another great example. They're a bit expensive, but I would say like AWS taking, you know, the bit, you know, the market uh, as they are basically server is much more like, you know, the flexible and robust. You can manage everything uh, from like AWS control panel. 
but I don't see like any huge impact on the SEO side. I think like if you have a share hosting, as you said, like it's a bit tricky, maybe sometimes it's side speed issue. Apart from that, I don't see any other, you know, huge impact on uh, mm. hosting point of view. Okay. Okay. Are you wrong with that? You agree with that, Miracle? Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I have seen though uh, when you have a shared um, shared hosting where something happens on that IP, maybe it's been hacked or something, and or another site on that place been hacked, and then it affects your site and your site gets taken down. So I have seen that happen to a client once. Apart from that, we usually hear about it after it's happened or when we see that the old site is getting crawled or indexed and they forgot to migrate the old redirects that were on the HD access file. That's the only impact that it's had on SEO that I but all, all of those are if if you've changed the the URL structure, but you won't have done if you, if you've moved the actual server. You you don't want to change the URL structure at all. No, um, but, so the section yeah. will be changing. So it's only when that that does happen. Well, yeah. even just the historic list of redirects, if they yeah, were it's, it's, yeah. if they were stored oh, statically. Oh, yeah, they meant. completely forget it's, to take that yeah, bit over. Yeah, yeah they they all the work you've just done for the last five years. I forget that. It's yeah. like leaving the supermarket with your shopping, but your wallet's still on the checkout, isn't it? It's kind of that yeah. sort of analogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah, sometimes yeah. They, they do it and then something happens and they roll it back to, but they roll it back to a previous version of the site with the old site map. So I've seen that happen before and it's the old site map and then the old site just gets us getting yeah. crawled. And yeah. you're like, what's happening? And then you find out, oh, we, you know, you always find out these things like posts after they've happened. Yeah. I think I'll add one more point here about that hosting change. What I find out, like let's say you're changing from one hosting to the another hosting. So some internal settings is impact on the HD access file. Like let's say you have a like, a, you know, there is a, a .NET platform. So now you have a different like, a, you know, the server setting managing to the HD access file, like a different file formation. So this is where it become a bit tricky. Like make sure your file formation set up correct to the new server. Make sure your like a page and all the you know the internal links you know the work correctly. So that is one of the points might be a, you know the worth looking into that as well. Yeah, yeah. And certainly, ser different servers configured differently can have quite an impact on the site speed as well. So you know, Absolutely. which is an SEO factor. So there we go. Guys, we're nearly we're at the end of our time again. These things tend to go pretty quick, and uh, today's no exception. So, um, uh, guys, just before you say, you know, where we can get hold of you from, David, what's happening next time on the on the next show? Where is it? When is it? How do we find sure. it? Sure. Uh, next time is the twenty first of December. That is as usual at four pm GMT, and we'll be broadcasting live as usual on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, and of course Twitter. Perhaps we'll be experimenting with something else, but I'm sure certainly Facebook and YouTube and. And of course, if you're listening to this, um, add your comments on board as well, whatever platform you happen to happen to be listening on. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of interaction. We had a couple of um, likes. Jason Barnard from CaliCube, thank you very much for interacting on YouTube a little bit there as well. Um, also, thanks to Kim Toffrey for liking the show on Facebook as well. Um, so keep the conversation going if you're listening to the replay as well. Um, but in terms of topic for next time, well, it's all about 2021. Uh, I can't even say that. I'm not even thinking of the year yet. Um, how to hit the SEO ground running in 2021 at 4 p.m. GMT, Monday the 21st of December. Stay tuned to the email updates from inlinks.net um, to get your alert to see exactly where we're going to be broadcasting live. And uh, guys, so thank you very much. Can I just leave it by saying how do people get in contact with you if they've got any questions, follow-ups, want you to do their migrations? Uh, where do they go? I'll go in reverse order. Dev do. where do you want to go? How do they find you? 
So they can find me uh, Twitter. They can find me via LinkedIn. So I'm all the times on there. So anytime, so if they need anything, I'm here to support, you know, the, as much as I can. So yes. So what's your Twitter handle? So uh, SEO hyphen Debdut. So that is my Twitter. D-E-B-D-U-T. Yes. Miracle? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, Mira underscore Inam, or LinkedIn. Just said my name on LinkedIn. Yeah, Miracle Namity cool. Archibong. It's very long. My it's the coolest, be. coolest name, though. <laughs> it's the coolest name, I have to say. And Chris, not such a cruel name, but there we go. No, um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Chris Green87, um, or footprintdigital.co.uk, uh, or LinkedIn. But I can't remember what my name is on there. I would say just search for my name, but there are hundreds of Chris Greens. Um, yeah. So come back finding me. <laughs> Always a change. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Thanks for everyone watching now and uh, now and on the replays, and uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks very much, Shifra. Thanks bye for bye. having me. Bye. 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 -bye.